Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Empire State Conservatives Podcast, episode 180. It is me, your host, Evan, here with the infamous Gabe Montalvo, here to push back against leftist tyranny in New York and mainstream media fake news, as well as to remind you, this is the seven-year anniversary of Mayor de Blasio trying to murder a groundhog. So before we get into what's been going on in the news, just a reminder to visit our website at EmpireStateConcernNetwork.com for links to all of our shows, articles, and merch that is guaranteed to send your liberal family members to the nut house. And don't forget to use code fraud for 20% off, probably for about the next week, I have to make sure. But also, guys, we have a lot to get into. Gabe, you have been doing a lot of work for the America Now if you guys have not downloaded the app, America Now, it is the new hot thing in conservative news <laughs> because we all, as we all know, Parler was completely dismantled by the leftist monopoly of social media. But to get started, let's start with everybody's absolute favorite congresswoman from New York, Alexandria, occasionally communist, just... Going off, she's just been in the news nonstop. It's basically been like two weeks of her just saying complete nonsense, which again, if Tack was here, he'd be like, listen, that's my girl. I'm going to convert her and I'd be like, Tack, it's not going to happen. But Gabe, let's start off with the fact that she basically accused Republican um, members of government of supporting white supremacy and essentially putting her life in danger. Uh, yeah, so two weeks ago, she puts out an hour-long live stream on Instagram and is talking about the events of the Capitol building. Then yesterday, on Monday, on the 1st of February, she goes and talks about it again. And this time, it's a 90-minute conversation that she's having on Instagram. Uh, you know, she's broadcasting live and such. And then she comes and says that it was akin to how she felt when... She was sexually assaulted. Now, right, now I'm going to stop you really quick. I'm going to stop you really quick because I want to make this statement before we it gets muddled in our conversation. Now, for the record, because apparently I've been accused of ridiculous things, even though we've denounced everything, we 1,000% denounce sexual assault in all of its forms. If she was an actual victim of an actual sexual assault, that is a horrible crime, and whoever did it should be held accountable to the fullest extent of the law. Now, this is the first time she has ever mentioned this, which does not mean that it's not true. Doesn't. But she also has a habit of embellishing or twisting the truth or just saying things that are ridiculous. So again, if it actually happened to her, I 1,000% support her, and whoever did it to her should be held accountable criminally. But we have never heard this before, and, and saying that whatever happened in the Capitol is the same as a sexual assault, regardless of whether or not it actually did happen to her. And if she's saying it did, then listen, I'll believe her. Why not? You know, she's not accusing anyone specific. We have no, we have no facts. But we'll just say that it's not the same thing. Now, Gabe, continue. Thank you. So she says, actually, uh, and she says, and I'm a survivor of sexual assault, and I haven't told uh, people that in my life. But when we go through trauma, trauma compounds on each other. So she's basically saying that one thing triggered another thing. 
And it's, I, I don't know, like comparing uh, potentially uh, of an assault on, on your life uh, with sexual assault, I think it's very, um, I think they're very, they're, they're very different mediums. You're seeing a, a people being attacked or people potentially going to be attacked because from AOC's perspective, she didn't know that what writers were thinking. She didn't know what was in their minds. All she knew was that she's a Democrat. She's a very outspoken Democrat. And her name could be at the top of the bill for whatever happens. The thing is, though, is that she's a part of an institution which people felt, you know, wrongly about. And that's understandable. Versus her being specifically targeted and assaulted, which is a horrible thing, and which is why I tweeted out. And this isn't victim shaming. This is me saying, if you support, you know, women, and if you're if you're a feminist and, you, and you're, um, and even if you're not, if you're just generally against, which I think most people are, most sane, decent people are, if you're against sexual um assault the it's important to report this so that it doesn't happen to the other guy uh, sorry the other person the next person the next uh, female or guy whichever uh, because these people are just degenerates because once you hold them accountable that limits their capacity to be able to go forth again and people are noticed and potentially hopefully that guy or girl or whoever goes to jail but then she kind of takes that story of her getting choked up and her getting emotional and then she draws that comparison, and then she she goes into saying that uh, she didn't want to go to the extraction point with uh, the other members of Congress, with the GOP people. She thought that the GOP was plotting to kill her. Now, she makes this live stream video like four days after she tweeted saying that, the, that uh, Ted Cruz and other members of the GOP in the Senate and Congress were attempting to have her murdered. I, okay, first of all, I understand that situation. It's you don't so know what's ridiculous. Happening. It's so ridiculous. It's insane. <laughs> but this mm -hmm. is the and this is the problem. So she takes something that is potentially, first of all, very serious. Again, we have denounced unnecessary violence a thousand percent. We have already said on the show, unless the government is literally going into people's homes and arresting people for violate and violating their basic human rights, that is not the time for erosion. So assaulting the Capitol. Because you didn't like the outcome or you didn't want them to verify the electoral college. That is not an acceptable form of violence. I'm sorry. It's just not. It isn't. It really isn't. And we're not going to get into that too much. But to equate something where she was actually never in the direct line of fire to an actual assault is get it's a form. It's just what the Democrats do. It's gaslighting. Mm -hmm. So it's designed to make anyone go, oh, no, can't speak out against this because she was assaulted and she knows better. It's the same thing they do with school shootings. Emma Gonzalez and David Hogg are beyond reproach because they went they were victims of a crime. This is what they do. It's pure, pure gaslighting. And mm -hmm. it's sickening because it's it takes something that, listen, if she went through it, I will 100 percent be on her side. Again, I'm never on her side. But if she went through it, I would 1,000% be on her side. Anyone who has been through it, I'm on their side. 1,000%. But this is straight-up gaslighting. That's like if I said, oh, my father died when I was a child. I'm going to use that to now gaslight people to push my agenda. I just knocked over a whole bunch of stuff. But it it, it, it is gaslighting, regardless of whether or not it's true or regardless of whatever she's been through. It's gaslighting, and that's disgusting. No, I mean, I, I agree with you. And she then moves forward in saying that 
she was even threatened by the Capitol Hill police officer that was there because she went to go hide in the uh, in the bathroom. And she was like, maybe it was five seconds, maybe it was six seconds, maybe it was seven seconds. But all I know is that I was hiding in the bathroom, and it seemed like the hinges were coming off, and it was just saying, where is she, where is she? She's basically getting at that the Capitol Hill police officer never identified himself, and that he looked at her with anger, with pure rage. Any, and she any wasn't reason know if that was to be anti-police. Literally, literally any reason to be anti-police. Listen, I, when you have, when you have high value targets like that that you are designed to protect it is your job to have a plan they had a plan for extraction she decided to hide in the bathroom why is that a good idea again gaslighting i was scared so i hid in the bathroom i didn't trust the police i didn't trust the republicans it's gaslighting it's absolutely ridiculous because anyone who's worked in washington knows that when if 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 crap hits the fan you follow the directions of your security team. That's mm-hmm. it. Well, she then says that her staffer began to size up the police officer in the event that he needed to defend <laughs> AOC. Now, let's go that with the assumption. Well, let's go under the assumption that this guy was in on the conspiracy. He would have shot her by then. He would have done horrible things by that time. He would have been just waiting for positive ID. He would have stormed in. But it's but again, Evan, it's what you said. It is in fact gaslighting. But here's what she said in the uh, in the uh, live stream before before the most recent one, before the famous uh, "I was sexually assaulted" one. She says there were QAnon and white supremacist sympathizers, and quite frankly, white supremacist members of Congress in that extraction point who I know and who I have felt would disclose my location and create opportunities to allow me to get hurt kidnapped etc so she believes that there are members of congress that want to kill her from the republican party she believes that ted cruz and other republican senators want to kill her this is what she's doing it what it moves forward in saying that she is trying to cause a division within the within our government to not trust republicans because they're all murderous white supremacists QAnon supporter followers how dare you be a republican how dare you support uh, the Trump or America First movement, and it's a horrible, disgusting thing, and it's horrible and disgusting of what she alleges happened to her. But everything that she's just compounding into one thing to try and push the message of comparing sexual assault to what happened, because now it's a Me Too story, compare uh, saying that she doesn't trust the police officers, that she doesn't trust an entire wing of government or sexual government. It's just something that pushes a narrative, and I feel like it discredits from her actual story. I think it's brave in coming out and saying. You know, especially to hundreds of thousands of people that are watching a live stream that you survive something, but turn it into a positive, not try and use it to spread more fear. When you spread more fear, people are more willing to give up what they feel uh, are their rights or are their God given rights, actually. They want to give those up and in turn for feeling of more safety when this government hasn't proven, and really many governments haven't proven that they can handle safety. The only person that can guarantee safety are the, is a person and themselves. That's why we have a Second Amendment. To defend yeah, I'm about to show my whiteness. I'm about to show my whiteness in full effect, Gabe, and you might not get this. I'm a big Brian Fallon fan, but AOC 
need to be the new lead singer of the Gaslight Anthem because that is the only talent that this woman has. She is a one thousand percent gaslighter. That she shouldn't be called a congresswoman anymore or representative. She should be called Gaslighter Ocasio Cortez because that is all she has been doing the entire time she's been in office. Absolutely ridiculous. No, I, I mean it. I it's something that. I think it's wrong uh, morally. It's morally disingenuous to try and do. It's morally disingenuous to try and push an agenda through your victimization, uh, you your victimization of something that might not even happen because not not that there wasn't much information given on it. It was just kind of like a an emotional thing for her that she just went into. But to then this be blown out of proportion the way that it is to go after senators and then to say that they had them murdered and for people to uh, believe it and go with that story, go with that narrative is a horrible thing. And this is just what happened today. I mean, this isn't just the whole epitome of what, you know, she's starting to represent within the Democratic Party. And but what happened to unity? I thought I thought right. the Democrats were all about unity now. So I thought they were all going to come together. But instead, it's white supremacists and murder and sexual. So it's all it, it's nonsense. They lie well, directly to their own constituents faces and they believe it. She only cares about unity if Ted Cruz resigns. She said that in her tweet. She wants, she's like, do us all a favor and resign. That will help out for starters. Ted Cruz, please do not resign. (laughs) I'm just going to go ahead and say that. (laughs) Well, people are are ticked off at Ted Cruz right now because they say that uh, he was upset that Trump didn't push enough evidence to prove the voter fraud. And now people are trying to cancel him that he's a spineless Republican. And how dare he? uh, But clearly, but clearly, a thousand percent, there is evidence of the F word. Whether or not it's enough in court, whether or not it's enough to overturn an election, that I don't have. But there is enough out there to say that we need investigations into our elections to make sure they are secure. If you do an invest, a bi- listen, do a bipartisan investigation into the 2020 election. If you come up and say, listen, we found these issues, but it was literally... 1500 1500 cases and it doesn't change the outcome of the election okay that's it that's we're gonna have to live with but to say that there is no evidence that nothing shady was going on that's ridiculous there's always shady stuff there's always evidence of dead people voting there's always ballot harvesting these things always are happening so to say that there is zero evidence is absolutely ridiculous now whether or not whether or not there is enough to overturn the election, I do not know. That vertical line to me is very, very suspicious. But mm-hmm. as an American citizen, if there is no investigation, I'm going to assume that someone is doing shady stuff on either side. It doesn't matter because clearly Mitch McConnell had no problem with Joe Biden winning the election, right? There was no issue. So it's not about <laughs> Democrat or Republican. It's about securing the election. So there needs to be an investigation. You need to find out what's going on that's wrong and figure out a way to fix it. Because there is shady stuff going on, and it's always like that. So don't tell me there was nothing or it wasn't enough. Mm -hmm. Do an investigation and then tell me. Well, it's interesting that you talk about investigation uh, or investigating because uh, Myanmar, formerly known as Burma, we still call it Burma here in the U.S., uh, recently had a military coup in Asia. Now... For those of you at home who don't know, uh, there was this um, Nobel Peace Prize winner who became the de facto leader of Burma uh, 
after she after her many attempts after being placed on house arrest actually uh, to act to take away uh, the military's control over the government and then the military staged a coup now they staged a coup because they said they felt as though there were problems with the um, with their recent elections where their party members their other like generals and military leaders lost power in the government and what wound up happening was that they felt as though their government wasn't listening to them so they staged a coup they jailed the, the, the leader uh, and her name escapes me right now, but they jailed her, uh, some of her um, cabinet members as well. And they also claimed that the government held a uh, election during the pandemic and the, the crisis as, as the way they worded it. Now, I bring this up because the White House already said that they would threaten to take action. That's what the statement says. They're not sure what action means, but they're threatening to take action against uh the Burmese newly installed government. Now, the thing is, now they're saying today that they're not really too sure about what, what to really call it, to call it a coup or not, because that means if it is in fact a coup, someone posts on Twitter a very funny um, thing. They say, well, if they admit that it's a coup, then they'd be admitting to what they've done, uh, what, they might, what the Biden administration have done, without actually investigating when there was a call for it. And technically, the Burmese constitution states that in a state of emergency, because of the reasons I explained before, they can take over and it's going to be in place for a year. Unless the U.S. actually gets involved, we have yet to see what's going to happen. The U.N. has already denied it. If, if in their constitution it states that in that situation the military can take over, then there's no reason for us to get involved. Again, their constitution is different than our constitution. If in their constitution it states... If, there, if there's an issue with the election, the military takes over. I don't like that. But if that's their constitution, you know, how dare we interfere in the affairs of brown people on the other side of the world, Gabe? Let's <laughs> let them live their lives. How dare we colonize them or be the evil white oppressors with Joe Biden at the head dropping drone strikes like he would love to? Because even know he learned that from Barack Obama. You know, if you have an issue in another country, drop a drone strike on a civilian population. That solves all your goddamn problems. But if that's their constitution, listen, that's the way they operate. We have no business being over there. Yeah, but the irony is if they call it a coup, would that then not uh, spark questions as to why we didn't investigate into our own? If there was an alleged act of insurrection, if people think that a real assault in our democracy, our republic was held, there was no investigation on it. People felt as though they weren't being heard, so that's why it happened. And now the Biden administration is recognizing faults and voter election fraud, potential voter election fraud, and uh, 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 you know dysfunctioning government somewhere else across the you know halfway across the world. But he won't even recognize it here in the United States. So but, that's why they're. But yeah, we've seen this. We've seen this. It's rules for thee and not for me. We saw it with Twitter. What was it? You what was it Uruguay with the Uruguay election. I'm not too. I didn't like, see that one. It was one of the South American countries. Listen, um, I get I get hated on for everything anyway. So it's one of the South American countries, and they did like a blackout of the internet, like right before, right after the election, mm. and literally, the CEO of Twitter goes, "Censorship for political purposes is completely unacceptable." And then I'm like, "You banned the sitting <laughs> president of the United States." From social media, mm -hmm. hypocritical teabag. Mm -hmm. This is the way that the left works. And again, for the millionth time, 
for the 10 millionth time, I'm going to say this because I'm sick and tired of hearing it. The average Democrat voter, the average so-called liberal who is essentially just moving into being a leftist, I have no hate for you. I believe you are 1,000% misinformed. You are living in a world of cognitive dissonance. I have not hate. I despise the leftist agenda pushed forth by far left politicians inside of the government to expand the government's power and to take away our rights. I have no hate for a private citizen. The government has no right telling anybody what they can and cannot do. That is the difference. Because I'm sick and tired of people telling me, oh, you hate Democrats, you hate liberals. No, no. I despise Democrat politicians because their view on the government is 1,000% flawed. And I'll mm-hmm. say that for the 10 million. No, I, I agree because I see it as you're being told something and you're hearing it everywhere. So obviously you're having this ricochet effect from one person that then starts as wildfire. And then you're like, oh, I guess it must be true because everyone's talking about it. And that's what we saw today with uh, Mayor Pete, Mayor Pete Buttigieg, Buttigieg, but is now the uh, transportation secretary of the United States. And now oh, he's bottoms up. It. got confirmed. I didn't, I didn't even read that. Yeah. Well, is bottoms up a pun? Bottoms up, bottoms down. I don't know. Is he a bottom or a top? Is he power bottom? I don't know. Listen, I, I, I again, a thousand percent. What you do in your own bedroom is your business. But like, come on, man. Boot like well, you like. It's, just, it's too easy. It's like low hanging fruit. Now again, too easy. It's, it's well, just too much. Well, he was he was now being touted by various mainstream media outlets that he is the first gay, openly gay cabinet member. To uh, to serve the president of the United States. Which wait, is wait, 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 wait! Was Rick Grinnell not gay? Apparently. Now, here is the reasoning that I found, not from any news source, but from Wikipedia of all places, who said, "Well, while he was confirmed by President Trump, making him the first openly uh, gay cabinet member, he was not official technically because he was uh, appointed as the acting director of national intelligence, not confirmed by the Senate." Because it was Anything February to take late. things away from gay Republicans. Congratulations, liberal. Not even liberals. I'm not even calling them liberals anymore. Because honestly, if you identify as a liberal, you're not really on board the Democrat agenda. You just hate. You just hated President Trump. It's leftist. That's essentially leftist. what it is. Yeah, it's just it's, just it's so ridiculous, man. It it just they just they just don't get it. They still, and it's never going to, it's not going to be about unity. It's going to be about erasing President Trump. It's about erasing the America first agenda, which is a good segue into what I want to talk about very quickly, which was the Department of Justice going after SpaceX for apparently preferring to hire U.S. citizens to work in the United States. Now, again, something that should not be an issue. You have Americans who are out of work, Americans who need jobs. It's an American company in America. Why is it an why is that an issue? I I don't see why it's an issue. Why is the Department of Justice getting involved? And apparently it was because there was a question on the application that asked whether or not you were a US citizen. Like, why is this a problem? Well, let's take it a step further. You said it was SpaceX or Tesla? It was it was for the SpaceX program. Okay, so it was Elon program. Musk, but it was for SpaceX. Well, Elon Musk in his companies has taken money from the federal government before. He's taken taxpayer dollars to help his business. 
So what does that mean? It means that he's taken our money to invest and create something. Now, I might not be a fan of that uh, as a looking at it from a Puritan free market perspective, from a libertarian perspective, but he did it and now he's like the richest man in the world. So why shouldn't he focus on hiring people from the country that he took money from? If anything, he's giving back in a sense and making sure that people are Exactly. It's our tax dollars. Hire Americans. So that's just astounding to me. But Elon Musk has done something else that's very interesting, which is actually, I, I think this is the title of this episode, or um, at least in the drafts I saw before we started, uh, Reoccupy Wall Street. Yes, that's what we needed to get to next. <laughs> yeah, because like it or hate it, Elon Musk has actually taken a bunch of Reddit memers and, you know, just trolls, not to saying that they're bad people, uh, most of them, but they influence GameStop. And because of trolls, who are you, AOC? I'm going to call you a white supremacist, but, you know, I'm not causing any issues in Congress. It's fine. I mean, I, I listen, I, I'm saying trolls so I can uh, censor myself. I'm not going to say the word. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, change it up. Uh, I, I crap post as well, uh, you know, and that's what I decided to uh, veer away from. But think about it. Elon Musk supported the idea of pure free market when the GameStop situation happened last Wednesday. And now he was being, now he's saying that he's going to take a step away from Twitter for a bit. People are now attacking Elon Musk again uh, from a different angle from empowering these people. Jimmy Kimmel goes on air and says that potentially like Russian dissidents are influencing GameStop stock as if it were this horrible thing that people are actually trading on their own free will. If people want to bet against the people that are already Russia, 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 Russia. Yeah, why is it wrong? Why is it wrong to want to bet, uh, to, to place the same bet, well, opposite, the opposite bet on the same thing that they're doing anyways? If these hedge fund managers, these billionaires and millionaires are all betting against uh, hoping that a company fails, that people will potentially be unemployed from, and they're going to make money off of that, what's so Dave, wrong Dave, to say I'm that people are actually going to... You want the answer? <laughs> I got the answer sure. for you. Because as a leftist, the only thing you can support about the ordinary person rising up is through government assistance and government programs. So ordinary people could change their social status on their own through an app is a problem because it doesn't fit the leftist agenda. Because if you are a, a lower middle class person, right? You're an African-American who owns a, a corner store and you take some money and you invest it in GameStop. You invest in that GameStop stock, right? And you make a ton of money. That proves that you don't need the government. That proves that the leftist agenda doesn't work and they can't have that. That's the problem. And that's, it's not even their idea that, that certain communities need help and they need assistance rising up. It's the means by which they want it delivered. They want it delivered through big government. And big government always comes with a catch. It never comes with, no, listen, nothing in the world is free, right? Gabe, you've seen 8 Mile, right? Yeah, part of it, half of it. Free comes with a dick up your ass, okay? Nothing is free. There's always someone behind it, Okay. So the fact that ordinary people could in improve their social status 
through the same means that the people at the top are doing completely destroys their narrative that the system is rigged and that you have to have government interference and government to rise people up. Mm-hmm. So by changing it and saying, oh, look, no, it is rigged, right? Because we have to stop it now. You need the government to rise you up. You can't do it on your own. It's all the same agenda. It's all a push for big government and to destroy the the idea that you can pull yourself up in America. That's it. That is it. Mm-hmm. Well, in non-traditional Republican fashion, Gavin Wax, president and uh, host of the Waxcast podcast, which you can see on our website, EmpireStateConservativesNetwork.com, uh, uh, actually staged a reoccupy Wall Street uh, protest in Zuccotti Park, which is where the old Occupy Wall Street of 2011 happened. Now, Occupy Wall yes, Street in 2011. a lot less trash. Oh, no, certainly had a lot less trash. Uh, but it, at the same time, it also accomplished something. And rape. Uh, less rape. <laughs> it, was, it was just uh, less Democrat in general, if we look at all the things that we just raised. So he was able to Gabe, pull this Gabe, off. Gabe, Gabe, yes, Gabe, yes, Gabe, Gabe. Yes. Yes. Before you continue, you're worrying me. I keep saying there was less rape, and you're, you're not confirming this. Oh, no, there were was there. no rape. I was not. Okay, there. thank you. Because I keep you're saying welcome. that, and you keep ignoring it, and I know all the people watching are like, wait, why isn't Gabe acknowledging that there oh, was I'm less sorry, you were cutting up. No, there was no, sec- there was oh, no okay. sexual assault. There was no sexual assault. Right, thank you. Thank no, you for that right clarification. Right. It's extremely important. It really is. Because the original yes. one had a lot of littering and sexual assault and a lot of other issues. There was a whole bunch of stuff with the original Occupy Wall Street movement. But continue, Gabe. Yeah. No, what was interesting was that I remember my grandfather going down. Really quick um, anecdote here. Uh, Anecdote. Not anecdote. Anecdote. My grandfather went to uh, go check this out back when it was, you know, in full swing. And he remembered seeing uh, somebody sell, like, these little Lego minifigures. And I remember him asking, he's like, why didn't you get me one? He's like, you know, I love Legos. And he's like, yeah, they were like they were selling for like fifteen bucks. I was like, wait a second, these guys are like socialists that are profiting off of somebody else's labor, you know? Because they didn't make the Legos. Who they are they against the machines? Apparently, by using the machine. Oh my god! So I was like, that's amazing. You know, the same thing. AOC's tax the rich shirt. It's like what sixty five bucks or something, like some crazy for like the sweater. Yeah, and she, and she wears like $3,000 outfits. It's like, like dude, they're, they're all hypocrites. It's all a game. They play with us. They've been playing us for years. We said this mm-hmm. the last time I was on the show because I know it's been a little while. Um, my fiance was sick. We thought she had COVID, but thank God she didn't. And then I got sick. Um, turns out it was the flu. So the flu is kind of going around. First people in 2021 to get the flu because everyone else had COVID. But, um, you know, we said this though. It's that they, 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 pl- and I don't remember where I was going. I've taken a lot of flu medicine, Gabe. You go ahead. Okay. So, I don't even know where I, I forgot where I was going with it. <laughs> <laughs> now people are going to think you're using the flu medicine for other purposes. So, the occupant. I the have re- the flu. I am properly <laughs> medicating. There we go. So, the reoccupy Wall Street protest uh, was a way to actually uh, go forth and say that you're not going to fight against uh, the little guy anymore. That that politicians and the rest of these wonderful, uh, very much at times, uh, at times horrible billionaires are betting against people. And when people try and do it, they're cast as potential Russian uh, collusion people, like spies. They're cast as 
white supremacists, you see people uh, in the left wing of the Democratic Party actually stick up for these corporations and say, stop doing it. What you're doing is horrible, as if they at any point understood what the economics behind all of it was. And they were able to drive up the stock price to like 470 bucks around that. And then it got too popular. You weren't supposed to do that. Too many billionaires were losing money. Oh my God, it was so horrible for them. So what does Ameritrade, what does Robinhood do? Especially Robinhood that got the blunt of this. And what the, what the stock exchange did was they stopped people from actually being able to buy it, driving the price down, just pulling it down from that 470. It went down to like 125. And then every time, and this happened, uh, I think like on Friday or Thursday, it went up every time it went a little bit couldn't they stopped it like, oh, you can't buy it anymore then it yeah, went but down that's what they become. it's become elitism and this is what the democrats have been for years now and again it's what the republicans were through george w bush it was about elitism and that's what we can't have that's the real problem it's not leftism versus conservatism it's not progressive versus con conservative it really comes down to elitism elites Versus the working class, versus the middle class and the working class. And the only way to keep that work lower working class voting Democrat is to keep them down. It's to keep the elites up so they can keep giving money to politicians. The middle class gets to struggle and gets the brunt of everything. And the lower class gets nothing. They don't get a chance to move up because they get pushed down. They get told that they can't do anything. And that's the real issue because this really was, we saw it. Ben, if you watch the Ben Shapiro show, he explained exactly why this happened. It's because hedge funds managers, they get a stock from a broker, they short it, and then they buy it cheap and they give it back to the broker for, and they make a profit. So what was happening was regular Americans were doing this and that can't be done because God forbid the average middle or lower middle class American is able to make a profit in the stock market like that. Mm -hmm. God forbid. These were the same people that said, mind you, just invest in the stock market. Just try and try your hand at investing. So the people did it. And what happened? The real government turned its face. Hopefully, some of the people there that you know that made a, an account for, for the you know stock exchange uh, to actually trade. Um, Maybe some people who made an account for uh, Robin Hood or through Ameritrade or wherever you did. Hopefully now if you were a socialist, then you're not a socialist anymore because this was literally the government in collusion with big corporations, everything that you should be against, preventing you from making a profit and there's no redistribution of wealth, even though people on their own were trying to do things. And let me tell you something. These people that invested into GameStop, I'd say by and large, we're not horrible people. You have stories of people paying off their student loan debt, which is something that people said, oh, well, just pay it off. They're paying it off. Buying you off had the chance to do it. Right. And even donating, donating uh, and buying from the company with the stock money that they did when they sold it, buying from the company and donating uh, video games and consoles to sick children in hospitals. You hear these stories all around of people actually doing good with this money. And that shows that good comes from people. It doesn't come from people uh, from the government telling you this is what you have to do to make other people rise up people will help each other naturally rise up no one held a gun to anyone's head and says you have to give your earnings to to those uh, you know sick children in the hospital this this guy wanted to put a smile on many kids faces and i'm sure that um you know everyone was grateful and the families were all grateful and happy for that and it just you know helps them then the kids get through the day so it's awesome and it's done more 
than these other people that were complaining for it, son. And it came from their own volition. That's something that's beautiful and it should be highlighted. And, and, and what happened at the um, uh, reoccupied Wall Street uh, rally, you had Gavin Wax going up there uh, talking up uh, a, a very good points on what these people were doing and the tricks that they were playing. You had people like Curtis Lee that were up there. You had uh, between 100 and 150 people there. I'd say even getting close to maybe around 200 people that were there in freezing January uh sorry wait no yeah it was still january in freezing january yeah, weather so it's january on sunday yeah january 31st in freezing temperatures so you could actually fight for what you believe in and fight for your first amendment rights and i guess there were people from many different walks of life who got great coverage and it was a great event and it was amazing to see people actually coming together at that time and peaceably assemble even and you had these crazy leftists on Twitter going forth and saying, "Oh well, when that's not the real Occupy Wall Street. When we did it, it was better because we were actually fighting it." What did you guys fight for? What did you change? What did it actually do? You occupy. They were complaining a- that they got finance degrees and couldn't get jobs, but this really shows the difference between the left and the right. And the right wants mm-hmm. people to be able to do it themselves. The left wants things through government coercion, and the problem is. If you have to do something through government coercion, there is a problem with your ideology. If you need the government with guns, listen again, I am I am a I'm Jewish, I'm not extremely religious. If you need the government with guns to go to a a devout Catholic baker and force him to make a cake for somebody, there's a problem with your ideology. If your ideals require government force at the endpoint of either jailing or government gunpoint, there is a problem with your ideals. The American system is supposed to be for the people. It's not for the government to decide what the people do. Mm-hmm. It's really not. And I guess in other New York City news, because this happened in you know, in Manhattan in front of Zuccotti, sorry, uh, in front of Wall Street in Zuccotti Park, Andrew Yang. Oh, God. Presidential, former presidential candidate and current candidate for New York City mayor. The guy who can't even open up or separate one uh, banana from a bunch of bananas. Is he still walking around with whipped cream and just busting it into dudes' mouths? I don't think so. But I know for a fact that this man, as of now, has tested positive for COVID. This guy better not be busting into dudes' mouths. He better not. But at the same time, this is somebody who was going to lead such a strong campaign. His commercials have been cringy. They've been like pandering, like, I love bodegas. Obviously, and walking out of a deli, there's a very big difference between a bodega and a deli. It even says in the name. Bodegas are traditionally uh, of uh, Latin, uh, you know, people of Latin origin. They call them at the, the corner store. Uh, that's the name that, they, that we, you know, we call it. You know, it's a traditionally like in you know, a Latin Caribbean thing, uh, named to you know to name your deli versus a deli, and they have just very different cultures and just very different dichotomies. If you're ever in New York, uh, if you're if you actually live here in the city, you'd know you kind of understand the difference. Even parts of uh, the surrounding areas of the city of, of the outer boroughs, you get that same feeling too. But you can tell these guys Island, never. We know the difference between a bodega and a deli. There's a big difference. There we go. You see, delis don't have a bodega cat. You know, there's no deli cat. <laughs> um, but 
you can tell this is this is a guy who's never really been a part of the city before. You can tell this is somebody who maybe at one time might have ridden the subway a couple of times, but he's not an everyday working person. So the Democrats want to be the party of the little guy, but has shown time and time again they pick the guy that has the most money. They they pick Joe Biden, a guy who's in government for how many decades, making money, making taking pay cuts from his son, you know, who was making offshore investing uh, and being placed in not the best of positions, but they take his side. They take the Biden side. They're now going to assume potentially take Andrew Yang's side. You know, another they literally consolidated person. the entire Democrat field for Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. He was dead in the water January. They literally consolidated behind Joe Biden. Right. And this is a guy who abandoned New York City. This is a guy who abandoned New York City when uh, when the pandemic was hitting its peak in the city. He went off to one of his other homes. He's not a Manhattanite. He's not a real Manhattanite. He's somebody who just left and is now coming back now that apparently the coast is clear. So that's the guy that they're running for, that they're supporting to run for mayor. And that's somebody who I can't believe that the Democrats will put forward. I would expect that a potential uh, president, as he was a presidential candidate, uh, would know how to conduct himself a bit better and have that ability to research and actually find ways to speak to his voters, even if, you know, and admit like, hey, I'm not really one of you guys, but I'm going to do my best for you guys. And this is something that he's simply not able to do. He's not able to reach that message. And I'm sorry, but if you don't understand New York City politics, it's very different from the the, uh, presidential uh, campaign because you will have people that will find you as more accessible and will come up to you and question you. If you need any more uh, confirmation on that, look at what happened to Chuck Schumer a couple of weeks ago when that um, transgendered individual was like, you're, you're, you're a murderer. You and the rest of the Democrats, it's horrible. You know, it's, it, this is why Trump got elected and, she, you know, she uh, went off on him on account of it. Yeah, or Vicky Palladino will catch you outside and make you look a fool on YouTube. Yeah, well, Love not, you, not just YouTube. Yeah, national media. <laughs> That's someone who was able to go viral I think like twice in a year, you know, with the uh, fighting against Antifa and BLM uh, while simultaneously uh, dancing in a Congo line, uh, sticking, uh, <laughs> sticking up for the right to party and the right to, to assemble uh, religiously because it was a Christmas party. That's a real New Yorker. That's a real New Yorker. Not Andrew Yang, who thinks he can just waltz back to a city after running for mayor. Look, people still don't even give de Blasio you know, they still haven't forgiven de Blasio. They don't have to give enough credit for doing anything right. And they still hold him accountable for killing the poor Groundhog. And they're still holding him accountable for running to play presidential candidate, abandoning the city, and not even garnering like a percent of the vote. This is somebody before, who could even- Before Jeez. any of this Trump stuff happened, he would get booed at Mets games. He literally yeah. would call another man. He goes, how do, why do people love you so much? I go to Mets games, I get booed. Why? Because you, no matter what you do, it doesn't matter if there's a D next to your name, de Blasio, you are the worst mayor in the history of New York City, and the people know it. They know it. They're just not mm-hmm. brave enough to vote for someone without a D behind their name. Right. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. I think Hopefully. that uh, this is a, well, uh, listen, I hope that Republicans come out with a strong candidate because the city needs it. And, you know, we have P- uh, candidates like Vicky Palladino that are running for 
excuse me, for running for city council. We have people like uh, Michael Kinigliaro, also running for city council. Those are two Queens candidates. I know Ariel Rivera Diaz is running out in the Bronx, um, and you know there are so many others. And I can really hope. I think this is a time to actually help turn New York red because if we get New York City, we flip it. That'll do great for the twenty. Uh, 22 uh, midterms, as well as the next presidential election. And let me tell you, Trump has already confirmed with uh, the uh, House Republican minority leader, uh, Representative McCarthy, saying that he's in. He's a Republican. He's going to stick with the Republican Party, and he's not breaking away to create the third party or the Patriot Party. So I think that's a really smart move. Personally, I think that's a great move that he actually wants to help the Republican Party and stay as an influence and Republicans want to work with him to do it. They might have been critical of him for what happened in January 6th uh, and say, and they might have said a whole bunch of uh, what I would consider to be slanderous things against him. But the fact that they still want to get his endorsements and hear what it is he has to say and weigh in on, on their campaign strategy, I think is a great idea and I'm thankful for it. No, a thousand percent. And we need to stay united because... Again, it's all about waking people up. Again, 1,000%. Because I, I, and I hate having to say this. So this is probably the last time I'm going to say this for a while. I have no hate for the average Democrat voter. I have no hate for the average person who calls themselves a liberal. I believe you are all completely misinformed. If you are not heavily involved in politics, if you are not heavily researching these things on both sides, which is, that's how I became informed. It wasn't, oh, I turned on Fox News one day. No, I started researching things. I started going through history. I started going through current events and looking at policy. And that's how I actually became informed. So if your only source of information is mainstream media, you're ill-informed. That's what it is. And I believe you're ill-informed. I don't believe you're a bad person. I don't hate you. I don't wish ill upon anybody, regardless of your sex, gender, creed, whatever it is. I do not care what you are. But if you are pushing for leftist policies, you are sorely, sorely misinformed. And that's the last time I'm going to say it on the show because it's absolutely ridiculous. I feel like President Trump disavowing white supremacy. How many times do we have to do this? It's really ridiculous. But well, we need to band together. We need to be pushing for an America first agenda, which is not a white supremacist agenda. It's about American lives. Black, brown, Asian, white, whatever you are, you are an American. If Americans are not succeeding, we should not be anybody else. End of discussion. That's it. Yeah, 100%. And listen, people are already regretting this Biden administration. People in New Mexico, people in Pennsylvania are regretting the, the Biden administration already. And listen, he was very transparent no matter how many. And I feel bad because I'm pretty sure the media really converted the you know the the first time voter and i only say uneducated voter because this might have been their first time voting this might have been something where politics isn't necessarily their thing because they're too busy working uh you know and that's completely fine but i'm pretty sure by saying well i'm not going to ban fracking i'm not going to attack the oil industry i'm sure that that's what I was like well you know i don't like trump but I, and he got this guy promises that he's going to keep our job and then, you know, not even in the first 30 days, this man, not even a month into this administration, only a couple not of even, weeks. Not even a week. Oh, my God. It's so long. <laughs> I, Gabe, it's it, literally, it's been two weeks. It hasn't been two weeks. And he has basically just run us into the ground. Mm -hmm. Like, someone take his pen away. Take the pen away from him.
Literally. Remember, Trump signed how many? Executive orders are the tools of a dictator. Who used executive orders more than anybody? One, Barack Obama. Two, it's about to be Joe Biden. And he's not two weeks in. And Joe Biden's about to be number one. It's a game. Politicians in Washington play games with the lives of American citizens. Again, they are going to disappear COVID through proper changes in in PCR testing, which they should have done before, which has been confirmed everywhere. Everywhere. And their 100 days of masking combined with the vaccine. And COVID will be gone because there will be no positive cases because of the change in testing. Well, really quickly, uh, because I know we have to wrap up here. Yeah, we are uh, up against the clock. Yeah, the next uh, episode we get into, um, I actually want to talk about Fauci saying that you, now the, the two or three masks aren't necessarily as effective as we all think. The transgender military ban, as well as the reintroduction of the Paris Climate Agreement. There's some great stuff in there that we, we can get into. And uh, hopefully, maybe either uh, the next episode or the episode uh, after that one. Either way, I'm well, looking forward I, I to getting your pair of pants. Can I like if I wear the pants around my head, is this a better mask? Like Well, I can't no hear you so <laughs> Well, if I can't hear, that means it's obviously effective. All right. Guys, that's that's going to be the end of our show for today. Gabe, let tell the people at home where they can find you on social media. All right. So if you are on Instagram, you can find me at Baron, B-A-R-O-N dot Montalvo uh, on Instagram, on Twitter at Baron underscore Montalvo and on Facebook and whenever Parler decides to actually uh, become a thing again at uh, the Baron Montalvo. You can also check out my writing on uh, America Now, uh, AmericaNowNews.com or americanow.com and redlibertymedia.com uh, run by two very great editors and i only say that because uh, i'm one of their writers just, just kidding they're actually pretty great and if you're a young republican here in new york uh, between the ages of 18 to 41 uh, or if you're not we even have uh, tiers for that too please check out the nyyrc uh, the new york and republican club at nyyrc.com and at nyyrc on all uh, major social media platforms. We'd love to have you. Uh, and check out the WaxCast podcast and the Rich Valdez, uh, This is America with Rich Valdez podcast on our uh, website at EmpireStateConservativesNetwork.com. Yes, thank you, Gabe. Because of all my flu medicine, I forgot to put that in the intro, so I'll make sure to link that in the description of this episode. But guys, make sure you follow us on Facebook where we go live for all of our shows at Empire State Conservatives and also Gabe's, site, Gabe's page at Gabriel montalvo and make sure to follow us on instagram at underscore empire state conservatives and on twitter at empire state cons again when parlor comes back up empire state conservatives and on youtube where we also go live at empire state conservative network make sure to like share subscribe guys we rely on you to share our material make sure you subscribe make sure you hit c first make sure you put on alerts for our account because we are heavily shadow banned we need your help to break through social media censorship we are 13,000 strong on Facebook, and it should be way higher. And that's just because people don't see our accounts, and they do not see our material. So for that, make sure you wash your hands, and don't let fear take your freedom. Mm-hmm.